It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nine o'clock straight up right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gilio in the for John Marks on the evening show. Vince Squint, of course, producing behind the glass. We have Rob Cherry in the updates. You and us at 8 at 8, 729. 94, 94, pound 949 for that's how you get in. We'll do a football talk in this hour as Tom Brady had some interesting comments on being the GOAT. The Eagles ranked by Football Outsiders having the toughest schedule in the NFL for 2017. We also have a game seven going on in the NBA postseason right now. And you know what? I got to say, the NBA playoffs up until about Friday night had been an absolute dud. Like, unless you just love watching LeBron, which I do, and like watching a great team in the Warriors, like the competitive nature of the, of the NBA playoffs has been garbage until Friday. And game six of the Wizards Celtics series was really good. I was here watching it. And then tonight we have a game seven. And then, of course, yesterday, and I was shocked. And I wasn't watching a lot in the beginning of the game because it was Mother's Day and I was just running around. I was busy. But I started to watch a little bit of that Warriors Spurs game in the second quarter. And I was I was at my my parents' house, and I was watching my brother, and, and he was like, Spurs are going to beat the Warriors. And I was like, what's the deficit? And he said 25. I was like, they're up 25 points. And I started watching some, and I'll admit in that first half, I was shocked at what the Spurs were doing. And I thought that the, I thought the Warriors would make it closer, but I didn't think they'd win until, of course, Kawhi Leonard went down. And it's unfortunate because he's a great player. He's an MVP candidate. And what stinks, it's like a two-part thing for me because the first part is like, all right, it gives us a little controversy to talk about the injury and did Pachulia try to hurt him and Popovich went off today. But the other side of it is 
that series is going to be a sweep now. Like the Warriors are going to roll through them and there's going to be no competitive basketball, you would think, until the finals when the Cavs play the Warriors. All right, 888-729-9494. Now we go out to the Schwartz College and Guest Line. And last time I had Brandon Lee Gowton on, it was a couple weeks ago, I asked him to come on and I totally forgot. Like we started the segment and I realized he was supposed to be on and I had to communicate with the producer like on the air with you guys and be like, hey, I forgot. This time I remembered, and Brandon is here with us on the Schwartz College and Guest Line. What's up, man? And this time I almost forgot to. I was getting a little too wrapped up in uh, Wizard Celtics going on right now. See, we're, we're even now. But that's you have, a, <laughs> you have a better excuse than I. Like, I asked you to come on. I'm trying to do the show, and I forgot. Like, you were watching a good basketball game. It's all right. <laughs> well, like you said, we're even. We're, we're good now. We're, that, that's exactly right. We're good now. And uh, eventually, Brandon, we're going to see if this Eagles team's any good now when the season starts. I saw you had some takeaways, some thoughts on the rookie minicamp, which I know you guys don't get to watch much, but it is the first, I guess, the first up-close glimpse at some of these players and some of the new guys here. What did you take away from last week? Yeah, it's really, you know, the first chance for the rookies to come in here and, and get some work in before – they get adjusted to being in the locker room with all the veteran players, kind of just get their feet wet. Uh, it's a chance for some of the undrafted free agents too as well. And they also have a bunch of tryout players in here to kind of just fill up reps. Uh, nothing too major here. I think, you know, uh, everything kind of expected for the most part. You see some guys talking about like Donnell Pumphrey talking about how the coaches kind of want him to add about 10 pounds or so. He's at 176 right now. They kind of want to get him up to either 180 to 185. A guy like Nathan Gary, who the Eagles are moving from safety to linebacker, they want him to add weight. Uh, they want a guy like Corey Clement, who's actually I think about 230, to kind of to lose a couple pounds there and kind of play a little smaller. So you kind of see things like that, uh, some tweaks there. Uh, nothing too big to come out of that, but uh, it's, it's the start of an important process for them. You know, this off-season training time where these guys are learning the playbook, they're getting all these reps, and that'll kick us right into uh, OTAs very soon. Yeah, it will. And you mentioned the running back. The running back situation, it's funny, Brandon, but for a team that doesn't have anything close to a brand name outside of Darren Sproles, but the three young guys are all, you know, unproven, and they're none of them are high picks. We talk about them a lot, and there's a lot of anticipation on what these three could become, whether as a trio or maybe one emerges with Wendell Smallwood, with Corey Clement, the undrafted kid who is local. And then, of course, um, you know, with Donnell Pumphrey, who the Eagles seem to like, even though his size makes you worry about what he's going to be. What do you think about these backs? Do you think they have enough here? Do you think they could piecemeal this together? Or do you think this is a big issue? I think it's a pretty significant issue, Joe. I mean, I think back to last season, and I just think about how Carson Wentz had to throw the ball so much, and it's a big part of, why I wanted the Eagles to get a running back. And by the way, you know, we, we pretty much know the Eagles wanted to get a running back too. Like you can't tell me this was the Eagles plan all along. You know, there was talk they wanted Christian McCaffrey and he went off the board at number eight before they had a chance at him. And there was talk that they wanted Dalvin cook and that they were almost ready to, to trade up for him, but it just didn't work out or, or something didn't happen there obviously. But you know, they wanted these starting running backs and now they didn't really get one. Now they traded up for Humphrey or Pumphrey rather. And obviously they're high in him, but again, it's really just hard to see him coming in as this lead guy, especially what I just said earlier, they, they kind of even want him to bulk up. So it doesn't seem like they think he's even ready to kind of handle that right away. At least uh, you, you have a bunch of role players here and maybe a guy like Wendell Smallwood steps up, but I just think that's so far from a sure thing. I mean, for as much as I know Deuce Staley really, really likes Wendell Smallwood. I also know that Wendell Smallwood, 
he had some injury issues last year. He didn't finish the season healthy. He missed a lot of time in training camp. So Eagles don't really have a sure thing in the backfield right now, and I think that's a concern. Yeah, it is, and and you're right when it comes to what they wanted and what was clear they wanted. Like the McCaffrey stuff seemed real. I wanted them to take him. The Dalvin Cook reports, you know, they seem believable, and I could have seen them moving up to get him. They didn't. So I want to run this theory by you, Brandon, based on what happened here, like where we're at right now. I look at the roster. I look at the fact that they went out and signed Alshon the first day of free agency, signed Torrey, drafted two wide receivers. Um, they beefed up the offensive line in front of Carson Wentz, and through osmosis, through accident, through whatever. They didn't do much at running back. I think they're going to throw the football a lot again next year. I think Carson Wentz is going to have better weapons to do it, but I'm, I don't think they're going to balance this out much based on what they have. I, I'd be surprised. What do you think considering what happened here? Well, they pretty much have to. And, but even when you look at those group of running backs, I mean, there's a lot of pass catchers within those. You know, Pumphrey is a guy who they could potentially use in the slot. There's been some speculation that they'll kind of do that. Sproles, we obviously know he's a pass catcher. Wendell Smallwood, I think that's probably one of his strengths of being a guy who can make catches out of the backfield. Um, Corey Clement isn't that so much. He's more of just uh, uh, probably more of a two-down guy. You're not putting him in on third down. But the majority of those guys are. So I think absolutely we will see Carson Wentz throwing here. As you said, the Eagles not only signed Alshon and Torrey Smith, but they drafted two wide receivers. I think there should be a decent rotation going on in there. And, and look, you know, the Eagles traded up to get Carson Wentz, and they, they put all those resources into him so they can throw the football. I mean, they're not going to trade up for Carson Wentz and do something like the Cowboys did where they're going to be running most of the time and, and uh, do something like that there. So, you know, they, they drafted Carson Wentz. They're really high in him. He's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, and I think that's ultimately fine. I just think it would be nice in situations where, you know, a game's not going well or something where he just needed to have the pressure taken off him to have that running back there, and they don't. But, you know, it's going to have to be how it is. Brandon, when you look at the Sidney Jones pick, which I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, it's it's going to be the pivot point of this offseason. Like, when we look back at what this offseason was for the Eagles, good or bad or just kind of a blah offseason, Sidney Jones is probably going to dictate what we think about it. If he's a home run, it's going to probably look pretty good because you got that player in the second round. If he continues to be hurt or doesn't recover, it's going to be an issue. One, what did you think about the pick when they made it, Brandon? And two, after hearing from him and hearing from the Eagles, what's your guess on on how cautious or on how not cautious they'll be in terms of getting him out there this season? Well, it was a little weird to me, the pick, because we were out there at the draft. BGN Radio was there. Um, on Friday night, and, and the pick was made, and there was a lot of cheers, and I, and I totally get why people would be excited about getting Sidney Jones, but personally, I don't know. I didn't feel that excitement. I was kind of like, well, maybe this will be good, but I'm not going to just sit here and assume that it is, and I think that's kind of one thing I've seen around. Maybe that's just me misreading it, but I just feel like maybe there's a little bit too much optimism out there. Now, I, look, you know, I know he's young. I know we've seen positive timelines and everything, but I'm just keeping myself a little cautious here. I'm not going to assume that he's going to be 100%. And even if he gets back 100% healthy, that he's necessarily going to even be the same player. You know, people talk about all the time how Jason Peters and a lot of these guys came back and Terrell Suggs came back from ACL injuries or Achilles injuries even. And, you know, Sidney Jones is a little bit of a different position when you're running down the field at 100 miles an hour all the time. So I'm kind of a little bit cautiously optimistic there. I think, you know, I, I really obviously hope Sidney Jones gets healthy, and I think I, I honestly wanted him to be the pick at number 14 prior to the injury, so I like Sidney Jones a lot. 
But when it comes to the Eagles handling the Sidney Jones situation, I think they have every reason to be cautious with this guy. There's, there's no, there should be no rush to get him out in the field this year. Um, there's multiple reasons why. First of all, just because of health, uh, you know, there's no need to force it. And then from the contract perspective, if he doesn't play this year, um, it, it comes out to the situation where instead of becoming an unrestricted free agent at the end of his contract, in a couple of years, he'll be a restricted free agent. So I think, again, the Eagles almost have all the reason in the world to be patient with this guy. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit, Brandon, in baseball. Like when you hold a guy back, even though he's, you know, tearing it up in the minors, you hold him back for a couple months, you get like a full extra year of the guy, or he costs a lot less when he gets closer to free agency. I'm sure that's going to be a debate. Like if we start hearing reports that he's getting close or he could play in November, you know, and he's perfectly healthy, I'm sure I could just foresee it now. Like, we're going to all have that debate. Should they put him on the field? But what you just said, if they're not pushing for the playoffs next year, I don't see why they would put him out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think here's the thing, too. Even if he gets healthy and you assume, you know, oh, Sidney Jones is really good. We need to get him out here. Oh, like, look, you know, he missed all of training camp. He missed all of these this OTA session and all these reps. You know, how good is he really going to be right away? even if he gets healthy later on the season. I just don't see it. I think it, for quarterbacks especially, and there are exceptions to this. We saw Marcus Peters come into the league and light it up. But even through that, there were some big plays he gave up in his rookie season. I just think there's some growing pains there, and I really think just sitting him aside and, and treating him, uh, just getting him ready for the 2018 season is probably the best approach. Plus, I like the quote I saw you tweet out of Sidney Jones. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. That should be on it. If he's really good, I want a T-shirt with that on it from Sidney Jones. I, I like that about him. We'll, we'll end with this, Brandon. Last one. On Donnell Pumphrey, with your chance to see him up close a little bit and maybe watch some more highlights since the Eagles have drafted him. What do you think about his size? Like, it's become a big talking point around here. We know his college production was off the charts. We know he didn't miss a game in college. He was durable. Uh, the Eagles seem to love him. They talk about him as kind of like a big dog in a little dog's body. But when you look at him, do you see a guy that could be a running back, or are you going to be surprised if he could cut it in the NFL at his size? Well, I'm going to be surprised if the Eagles or anyone really views him as a lead back, you know, a guy getting 20-plus carries a game. I just can't really see that. I know he... He had a ton of carries in college, very productive there. But I even, again, I said it multiple times now, the Eagles themselves really want him to add some weight here. So I don't really think they envisioned him as this full-time guy. Um, I think Pumphrey has the potential to be pretty good, especially in this offense. I think the Eagles will find a role from, for him. But, you know, when you hear these Darren Sproles comparisons and things like that, you know, you have to realize, like, Darren Sproles is, yes, he's five foot six, he's a shorter guy, but Darren Sproles is really built. He's a really strong guy. So, and Pumphrey's just not the same, especially being a rookie. Uh, maybe he'll add that strength eventually. I don't think he'll ever be quite like Darren Sproles, but still, I think Pumphrey has a ways to go before he's kind of anything of a full-time contributor or a major contributor in this offense. I think he's really more of a role player until he can prove otherwise. Yeah, it's a fun idea. we got to see it in practice before we start to believe in it. Brandon, always appreciate a few minutes uh, and enjoy the rest of the game seven between the Celtics and Wizards. Thanks, Joe. Take it easy. There he goes. Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation does a great job for the blog, for the for the podcast, of course, and you hear him on the weekends on WIP.